0: Welcome to the Land of Etheria, Season 1, The Shattering. Episode 30, The Cloud Ruins. Once upon a time, in the Land of Etheria, there was a Princess Nea and a Princess Lulu, and they went on the most amazing adventures. They had just retrieved the white crystal after it was taken from Darius and ran into Prince William and Prince Clef in the northern Badlands. Now that they had gotten the white Dvorian crystal back, they knew that Darius needed to head back to the elf grotto and heal the elf chief, who had been turned into stone. And Nea and Lulu still had to find the other tornading keeper of the gray crystal. They agreed that heading back to the elf grotto, made the most sense. After parting ways with William, Clef, and the rest of their group, Nea, Lulu, Corin, Ellery, Nakisha, Darius, and Rose headed back through the Badlands to the Forest of Forevermore. Only when they got to the forest, they were greeted by a messenger from Cedar Landing. Princess Nea, Lulu, and Corrin, you must hurry to Cedar Landing. Simon, son of Elon has something important to share with you. So at the entrance of the forest, they parted ways with Darius, Ellery, and Nikisha, so that Darius could go and heal the chief, who had been turned into stone. The rest of them made their way to Cedar Landing. When they got there, Prince Paul welcomed them in and took them to the main chamber, where the shadow man stood next to Ola, the ogre, from Ubin, and on the other side of her, Tuck the lion. Tuck! they yelled, running over to see him. "'Princess Nea and Lulu of Sparland, "'Coron of Forevermore, "'you have done a good work finding our keepers,' Tuck said. "'He walked around the adventurers in a circle "'while the others stayed standing around the room. "'But we haven't found the keeper "'of the Grey Tornadian Crystal,' said Nea. "'Tuck looked over at the shadow man "'who pulled the Grey Crystal out of his pocket. "'It immediately started glowing, softly at first. Then brighter and brighter as he walked over to Corin. Corin of Forevermore, you are needed for Etheria. Tuck spoke as the Shadow Man held out the crystal. Tell us, young elf, where your heart lies. What do you think? Corin responded humbly. You are the Almighty Tuck. You know thoughts and you know hearts. You are much stronger, smarter and braver than me, what would you say?" And Tuck looked at the elf deeply into his eyes. "'You are young, but you have courage. Take heed of your mind and watch over your heart. Do not let your own desires outweigh that, what is right and what is just.' The elf knelt before the lion. I saw what the crystals can do. I saw my chief's intentions. The lion walked around the elf slowly, and you did not stop it. You had the chance, Corn, of forevermore. You had the opportunity. Corin looked up at the lion. For that, I am sorry. took a deep breath. Stand, brave Corrin, he said with a warm, empowering voice and motioned with his head for the shadow man to hand him the crystal. Corrin stood up and took the crystal, now brightly shining up the entire room. His eyes were huge, and you could tell he was balancing his excitement with nervousness. Lulu looked over at him, put her hand on his shoulder, and smiled. We all need someone to help us in the beginning. Corrin looked over and nodded. When the moment had concluded... Tuck got to the next order of business, the healing of the cloud ruins. Since Nea and Lulu had helped Paul and Ola find it in the clouds, they were already familiar with where it was and how to get there. They still had the wind chime in case Rakta or any of the wind giants showed up. Their only concern was how to get back to the Sky Kingdom. "'There is another thing,' the Shadow Men said." motioning over to the back side of the castle. Outside, waiting for them, was Scorch the dragon. Simon pulled Nia aside. I saw how well you took care of Scorch on our last flight, Princess Nia of Sparland. I am not able to come with you to the Cloud Ruins this time, but Scorch is. Nia walked over to the dragon and gave him a soft pat on the head. Scorch smiled and rubbed his forehead against her hand. Scorch the protector she whispered in his ear. "'Will you take good care of him?' Simon asked. "'I will,' she answered, standing up straight. Then the shadow man turned to the young elf. "'I will admit it. I wasn't sure of your heart. However, we can trust the lion.'" Corin didn't quite know what to say back to the old man, and instead just got up on top of the dragon right after Nea and Lulu. I will do my best, Corin said, to make Etheria proud. And Scorch took off with a hop, launching the group into the air and then soaring high above the Torturian Sea. With every flap of his wings, he brought them higher and higher into the clouds, until they found themselves in the kingdom of Skyrabia. They flew past the glass castle, where Princess Aria was out with Valley, her wind dog. They waved happily as the adventurers flew by. They flew over Vox Bay Valley, and from this high they could even see the Wind Giant Village and were a safe distance above Rockta's cave. They flew up the side of Torganda Mountain and landed just outside the Cloud Ruins. When they got there, they were surprised to see a griffin patiently waiting outside the temple. Shortly after they landed, the ground started to rumble and shake, and they could tell that something was happening inside the temple. Oh no, it must be under attack, Corrin said, jumping off of Scorch and running into the ruins. Corrin hadn't yet met the keepers of the training crystals yet, nor did he understand that they also played a role in healing Etheria, by restoring power back to the temples as well. Nea and Lulu did their best to keep up with Corrin, but he was very quick, even for an elf. Corrin, wait! Nea yelled from a top Scorch. Lulu jumped off and scurried after him, running feverishly. "'Corn, this isn't how you save Etheria,' she warned. But it was too late. By the time the princesses cut up to him, he was already brandishing his gray crystal inside the temple at the very confused Princess Blue and the three dwarf triplets, Elefania, Potifania, and Jacob.' who were in the middle of using their green crystal and their brown crystal to heal the cloud ruins. And because Corrin hadn't been taught yet how to harness the power of their crystals, he just stood there holding a bright rock with an outstretched hand. Blue and the dwarves were just sitting there, hands up to the side panel, where a symbol for the earth was, and out came a burst of green and brown light from the crystals and swirled around the ruins, shooting up and around the sky as it began to breathe new life into the ruins. When the crystal's magic had been released, Corin looked over, confused. Huh? Corrin of Forevermore? <sighs> Meet Princess Blue of Valimia and Elephania, Potiphania, and Jacob, the Terranian crystal keepers, Lulu said. She hunched over while Neha just shook her head and gave Princess Blue a welcoming hug. "'Looks like you picked up that green crystal pretty quickly,' Neha noticed. "'It's not so bad after all,' Blue responded. "'But these sidekicks, they're another story,' she motioned over to the dwarves. "'Hey!' Jacob said. "'Who are you calling a sidekick, Blondie?' And then Flix, the little fairy, appeared, who had been traveling with them invisibly." If you ask me, he said, they're all crazy. And they had a quick laugh before making way for Lulu and Corrin to use their crystals to restore the temple. Blue and the dwarves stepped away from the side panel, while Lulu and Corrin walked to the center stone. Lulu started to explain to Corrin how to let the crystal's magic out, and hoped that the same practice worked in the ruins as it did when it came to calming the weather or summoning a tornado. Almost by surprise, the crystal started to float in front of the keepers and circle around them, getting brighter and brighter as they hovered. Then, a huge beam of yellow and gray light exploded from the ground and shot up through the open ceiling of the Cloud Temple. And as this happened, the musty, stale scent was replaced with a fresh, soft breeze. The crumbling walls of the temple began to heal, as old cracks got smaller and smaller until finally they disappeared, and all the engravings around the temple were made ornate and beautiful again. It had been an extremely long day, but Princess Nea and Lulu had found the Tornadian keepers, returned them to the Cloud Temple, and run into some friends along the way. What they failed to realize was that the giants all around Etheria We're getting very, very annoyed with them. The End The Land of Etheria is produced by a father-daughter team and made possible in part to its supporting fans. It's contributions from fans like you that keep the adventure going. If you enjoy The Land of Etheria and would like to see more episodes, please visit us at www.thelandofetheria.com and consider supporting the podcast. Thank you, and have a great night.